Hello geezers and geezettes, welcome back. Today I'm joined with the lovely Ashley Van Dyke from Sports Real Estate. Thanks for having us, I'm really excited to be here. No worries, so we decided to come together today just to give a bit of insight of what's happened over the last 12 months and I guess give some buyers some tips on how to buy property better. Yeah, absolutely, well let's jump in. So I guess first of all, a bit of insight to yourself and maybe the the areas that you're servicing. Yeah, absolutely. So as you said, I'm from Schwartz Real Estate down in North Manly, but we predominantly focus on the 2096 postcode, yeah. um, but we do do the surrounding areas of the Northern Beaches as well. Okay. And in terms of vendors, what, I guess, vendors are you targeting yourself? Yeah, look, it's a bit of a range. I think when we look at the 2096 postcode in those suburbs like Queenscliff, uh, there's a lot of units. So a lot of first home buyers and a lot of investors, which is a big part of our core market. Um, but we also have areas like Freshwater Basin, which are really tightly held and have some really nice owner occupants in there. And what's the sort of things that are drawing people to these places? I think it's a range of things. I think it's lifestyle for one, being close to the water. I think it's also accessibility. I think uh, the Northern Beaches has got really good public transport at the moment, giving you beelines, which give you direct access to the city. And I think what, that's really what attracts people is the longevity of the area in which we service. Yeah, okay. And I guess in terms of affordability, how much is it for say like a, a two bed apartment? I know it's a pretty broad question, but maybe give us some examples. Yeah, look, I mean, it's a, it's a very broad question. I think it always comes down to, you know, what inclusions or amenities do you want to have? I would say that you'd be hard pressed to find a two bedroom on the Northern beaches for anything under 850. Um, and we've sold two bedroom apartments this year going up to 1.4. So it really depends where in that line you want to lead yourself. Yeah, okay. And I guess a brief overview of what you've seen in the last 12 months would be good. A brief overview. Well, one of my favorite examples of when I speak about how quickly the market has grown this year is I always go back to Wayne Street and Freshwater. Uh, we sold a one bedroom unit there, which was eight of 26 Wayne Street, just off the back of a $50,000 renovation. And in April this year, that sold for 797,000. It was only a few sh short months later in August that we went back to the same block and sold a one bedroom on the opposing side in almost completely original condition, which then sold for 828,000. So you can see quite quickly how rapidly the market's growing and changing. And what, what do you think it comes down to? I think it comes down to two things. I think it comes down to, firstly, lack of stock. And I think that derives from when agents meet owners, we have a very simple conversation, which is, you know, could you be persuaded to sell at the right price? And I think when the lockdown occurred, agents stopped going into people's homes. So the same way that when you have buyers, you have committed buyers and you have, you know, just thinking about it, you have the same with sellers. You have sellers that are definitely committed, but you also have sellers that are just thinking about it. And I think when agents stop going through those doors, the people that would have been tempted to do something chose security and chose not to. So I think that every property on the market at the moment is actually on there for a purpose. But unfortunately, you do lose quite a big bunch of sellers that may have considered it. For sure, and people obviously don't want to sell before they buy because they, they don't know how long it's going to take to find a new place as well. Yeah, absolutely, and that's the other part that's driven prices up in this area is there are so many buyers at the moment, and I think um, that's come from a few different places. So when we saw all of this happen in March last year, we saw people starting to work from home, which means a lot of occupants that were living in the city no longer needed to commute. So where would you Very want true. to live if you don't have to live in the city? Well, I'd want to live on the beach. So we saw heaps of people flooding from out of area, but also 
we saw that when COVID-19 happened, stocks and trades became really volatile markets. So what a lot of people did was pulled out of those markets and reinvested in property. So I think that we saw more investors enter the market as well. Yeah, wow, very interesting times. Um, I guess in terms of buyers, what would you say your top tip would be for buyers in the marketplace at the moment? Top tip for buyers at the moment would probably be if you're going to put an offer, I'd always put it in an uneven amount. So everybody likes to submit offers in five or $10,000 increments. And I've seen property one on best and finals by $1,000. So I'd say if you're going to put in a pre-auction offer, maybe throw an extra one, two or three at it because it could just make the difference and it means that you could get the property. That's a very good tip. Thank you. Awesome. And I guess in terms of mistakes, you're obviously coming across a lot of many buyers in the marketplace. What would you say the biggest mistake buyers are making? The biggest mistake buyers are making at the moment is I think that they're not asking enough questions in terms of terminology. So when you ask buyers questions about pre-approval versus unconditional finance, when you ask them questions about what settlement terms they can offer or what deposits they can exchange on, those buyers have an arsenal of tools that they can use to negotiate. It's not just always the final sale price. It's all of those things combined. It's settlement terms. Maybe that's an investor and they need to settle quicker and that could be more appealing to them. Maybe it's a deposit. Maybe the owner's already sold. And so having a larger deposit put down on exchange is more beneficial for that owner. And I think it's important for buyers to know that it's not always the highest price that gets the deal over the line. It's the overall package. And I think the biggest mistake people make is they focus solely on the one number and not what else they've got that could actually get them over the line. Yeah. So essentially it's really finding the motive of why that vendor is selling. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think what's always important to remember is the agent you meet in the house, they're there to represent the owner. They're there to get the owner the maximum price possible. And I think that when you're a buyer and you're dealing with professional negotiators, you also need somebody to be a professional negotiator and look after your best interests as well. For sure. And that's where we come in very handy. Absolutely. And yeah, I'd say most people that we look after, it's people that have been looking for a number of months and they've got a lot of pain because they've been missing out quite a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, further to that as well, more and more property is selling off market. It's not making it to realestate.com or domain or other portals. And I think that you can't buy a secret. You can't buy something you don't know about. And realistically, with over 200 agencies in the Northern Beaches alone and every single agent having a different database, it's really hard to be on every single one of those books for property that's coming up. So I think that's the whole point of having a buyer's agent is that you are getting to see those properties, you are getting those calls and you are getting through those doors. Mm. And just touching on off markets, why are some of your vendors wanting to sell off market? Look, there's heaps of different reasons why an owner might actually go off market. The first one could be that they've not necessarily committed to the idea of selling, but they're more just curious. And if they got the magic number, then they'd be happy to do it. Another really common reason is that owners, they have to invest money into selling. It's not free, nothing is. And you know, if you could save yourself anywhere between five and $10,000 by having an offer brought through off market without needing to have property styling and photo shoots and have brochures made up, I think that's always worth considering, especially in such a hot market where it's made so easy. The other reason an owner might do something off market is there could be tenants in place and there could be a long settlement period. And so um, that's not going to appeal to absolutely everybody and you don't want to upset the apple cart. And I think it's really about asking those questions and coming back to, well, why is this owner selling? Yeah, for sure. Okay. 
In terms, so off market, how much would you say would the ratio be of you selling off market at the moment? Very good question. I would say maybe every two in five is done off market at the moment. And that's not necessarily because the owner didn't decide to go all the way to market, but maybe we've just achieved a really good result in the off market phase. Um, and it doesn't cost anything for our owners to bring buyers through before we put it on domain or before we put it on realestate.com. And that's something I'm really proud to say that we do at Schwartz is we do take care of our buyers regardless of the bracket. And if buyers register their details to us, we do make the effort to contact them about properties we have coming up. Yeah, for sure. And at the end of the day, like if I was a vendor in the market, I'd be wanting to push it for an auction campaign because you want as many people to see it as you can when it comes to pre-auction offers mm -hmm. would you say it's better to do that or would you say it's better to go to auction look i think it always is on a case-by-case -case scenario but if you are going to consider placing a pre-auction offer is there's a few things that you should know yeah. so the first thing is when you place a pre-auction offer there's the price that you want to pay for the property absolutely but there also needs to be some additional incentive to the owner to take it off the market, stop introducing new buyers and sell it to you exclusively. And so you need to be aware of that when you're making a pre-auction offer. Making an offer of the guide, nine times out of 10, is just gonna get rejected and they're just gonna keep introducing new buyers to the property. I think the other thing that you should consider when you're placing a pre-auction offer is the actual guides and the way agents price property. And it's important to know that when agents price property, they base it on recent comparable sales. And that could have been from the last three to six months. And as Which are irrelevant. Yeah, which we've discussed, you know, the market's been moving rapidly. So sometimes a guide might not actually be in line with where the market currently is at the moment. And placing pre-auction offers, that allows agents to lift their guide accordingly. You know, it's really important that if an offer comes in at 800 and it gets rejected, that agents stop saying it's for sale at 800, because it isn't. And I think... Um, you really need to know how to substantiate what a property is worth. Yeah, absolutely. You need to be able to read comparable sales and base that. You know, I think looking at something that sold a year ago isn't gonna be relevant relevant with the current market absolutely i totally agree and i'm trying to mention like there's so many people out there that well, for, well first of all actually how long would you say the average time of people are looking to buyers seven months seven, seven months. months on average is how long it takes a buyer to actually purchase and fun facts reason why is it's the golden rule we see it all the time. Buyers walk into a property that they absolutely love and it's usually within the first 90 days of their search. Yeah. But for whatever reason, they're not confident in the research or they're not confident that it's the right one or there's always this idea of, well, what else could come yeah, on tomorrow? Yeah, something better. Absolutely. And so then what we're seeing is these buyers miss that opportunity. And unfortunately, they do spend the next 90 to 120 days going, oh, but I really like that one that sold. Oh, this is okay, but the other one that sold six months ago was cheaper and it was better. And unfortunately, it's just the, no longer relevant. Exactly, the market shifted. You can't afford that anymore. Exactly, and I think um, that's one of the biggest problems with first home buyers is not understanding how far their money will actually get them um, and how swiftly they may or may not need to move if they're playing in that top 10% of their budget. Yeah, because the biggest tip that I think I could give is getting clear on what your money can buy from day one. Because if you know what you can afford, then you can target the right agents, you'll be looking at the right property, and when the right one comes up, you're gonna make action and you're gonna make it happen. Absolutely, and I think what's really important as well is to remember that no matter what industry we're talking about, you will always pay what you get for. 
So if you go to a mechanic and have them service your car, they're gonna be able to do your log book, change your oil, check your tires and do all that. If you go and do it for free, you're gonna get that same service. And I think a lot of it when it comes to first home buyers, especially in our area, it's this mentality of why would I pay someone else to do for me what I can do for free? And to that I just say, well, you go to a doctor when you need a prescription, you don't get on Google, you go to a mechanic to look after your car, you should do the same thing with a buyer's agent. If you're concerned about overpaying or whether the property's a good buy or whether the investment yields there, why would you not hire an industry professional to represent you in the first place? 100%, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Thanks for watching. Thanks guys, see you soon.